Well, a very good morning to you all. My name is Derek. I'm one of the church leaders here at Ebby. So how are you doing? I really hope you're doing okay. You know, last week, Sarah introduced this mini three-week series, Experiencing the Life of Jesus. And actually, I think she made a very valid point that since our church vision is to continually reproduce the life of Jesus, then we really must consider the life of Jesus and the life that he lived. Indeed, when Jesus lived on earth, what is there that we can learn from his life? What is there that we can imitate? A lot of you will know what the initials WWJD stand for. Back in the 1990s, there was a resurgence of the slogan, What Would Jesus Do? Now, I say resurgence because it was in the late 1800s when a Kansas congregational minister called Charles Sheldon wrote a book entitled In His Steps, What Would Jesus Do? I wonder if you use this question to guide you in your life. And if not guided by the life of Jesus, then whose life does guide you? To be honest with you, I can find no better life to follow than that of Jesus Christ himself. You know, I guess you might not even know Jesus. And I want to recommend him to you. In fact, the best way really to learn something about Jesus is to come along to an Alpha course. And uh, that's a great way of understanding just who Jesus is. You may have heard of Robbie Dawkins. He's a larger than life individual, hugely into miracles and healing. And I remember him suggesting to us that actually we should change the initials from WWJD to WDJD. What did Jesus do? And indeed, he's written a book called Do What Jesus Did. And I think Jesus does want us to do what he did in life. After all, he said these words, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And so for today, we're going to look at one occasion in the life of Jesus and try and learn something about how we might use time like Jesus did. And that occasion is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12. And I'm reading this story from verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you, that one greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. 
for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. As Christians who seek to live like Jesus lived, I think it's tempting to think like this. The Christian life, the Jesus life is busy, busy, busy. Fill your life with activity. Use every moment to do something. Fill silence with noise. Avoid stillness. Work on your day off. Sacrifice your holidays. And in many ways, it's regrettable if as Christians, that's the lifestyle we're actually modelling to others. But actually, from the verses I read from Matthew's Gospel, couldn't we reasonably conclude that Jesus was advocating we can and should do work on our day off? But I think that would be to miss the very point Jesus was making. Jesus always affirmed and reinforced the way of life that God created us to live. God's intention for us is to set time aside to rest, to relax, and that's for our physical, our mental, it's for our emotional and for our spiritual well-being. After all, in the account of creation, God himself rested from his creatorial work on the seventh day. Within the Ten Commandments given by God, there is that vital principle of setting aside the Sabbath day, namely having a day off in the week. And you will see for yourself that Jesus included within his own lifestyle moments when he took himself away and he took himself off on his own. And this was time out. This was rest. This was time with Father God. And I don't think that was exceptional. I think that was his habit. That was his lifestyle. And next Sunday, Sarah's going to be back with us considering one such occasion. But here in this story for today, in an attempt to trip Jesus up with a motivation of trying to catch him out and make allegations against him, the Pharisees, the religious rulers at the time of Jesus, asked him this question, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And that was based, I think, on an assumption that to heal someone was to do work, and that is forbidden by the law. So Jesus had to point out to them that actually their assumption was wrong. But more than that, actually, their attitude was wrong. Jesus upheld God's principle of resting in the week. But even the Sabbath was not a day from simply doing good. He corrected the wrong assumption by replying, therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. 
Working wasn't the issue here. Healing wasn't the issue here. The issue was doing good. And this was the point that Jesus was making. The Pharisees had actually taken the very words of God and they had made those words to mean something that was for their own selfish ambition. It was for their own glory, their own agenda. And sad to say, even to oppress those who were vulnerable. Now for the religious ruler, for the religious rulers, it was all about law. But for Jesus, it was all about love. So how did Jesus use his time? He worked, yes. He rested, yes. But he always did good. And this is the life of Jesus for us to live. But because of what we have read together today, I want to say something more about our day of rest. Because to be honest, so many of us are just not good at observing rest. I think the mistakes we often make are these. We work all the time and we never rest. Or we feel guilty when we actually do take time out. Or when we have no choice but to work on what is officially our day off, we fail to take that time of rest back at a later stage. And I wonder why is it that we make these mistakes in life? And I think one reason is because we wrongly base our identity in the work that we do or in the role that we perform instead of just being a child of Father God and finding our identity in Jesus Christ. Somehow we manage to convince ourselves that we are what we do rather than we are what God intended, his child. And identity becomes lost in doing when in fact it really is all about being. Sarah explained last week we should take the easy yoke of Jesus instead of taking the heavy yoke of self or even the heavy yoke of others. But I think there are other reasons why we do not rest. Let's be honest, for some, the need for income means working every hour you can. And if that's the case for you, then I'm really sorry about that. I think inequality in our world, injustice in our world can stop us from resting. But then there's the desire to have more possessions than we actually need. So the pressures of today's world can stop us from resting. I think even technology means that we're available, we're accessible all the time on our day off, on our holiday. And so we find we react instantly to the demands of other people. So the culture of today's world can stop us from resting. But let's be honest, there is also the unequal distribution of workloads. It's often said that it's the few who do all the work. Or, if you want something done, ask a busy person, because they'll get it done. If more did a little, then the few wouldn't have to do it all. And I think Jesus clocked that very issue himself, because didn't he say the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few? So what do I want to do today? I want to encourage everyone 
to seriously consider taking your time out to rest, to relax, to refresh, to recover, to refuel. Adopt the discipline of rest, whatever your circumstances. So in many ways, today's talk is a little bit different. It's not asked. It's not actually asking you to do something. It's actually asking you to stop. To the contrary, it's encouraging you to take your rest. Take those rest periods. Take your day off. Take your holidays and enjoy them. I actually quite like Rick Warren's advice to people to prevent burnout. He says this, abandon annually. Make sure you have a holiday break during the year. Withdraw weekly. Observe your Sabbath day of rest, whenever that might be and however you best rest. And thirdly, divert daily. Make sure every day you're having some time out to yourself or with God himself. And that may only be five minutes. Now, I fully realise that because of the coronavirus pandemic, the circumstances we're in are pushing a lot of people to one end or the other end of the work-rest scale. Some people are ridiculously busy just now. Busier than normal because of the circumstances we're in. But then there are others who have been enforced to take rest. They're unable to work. And then there's everyone in between on that scale. But I think God's Sabbath principle stands whatever our circumstances. My encouragement to you is that if you are particularly busy, and maybe you are busier right now than normal, then find your rest periods. And I'm going to pray even that you'll find some supernatural rest because you might be working every minute possible, especially if you're on the front line, if you're a key worker at this time. And for others, if you find I'm not able to work and I'm having a Sabbath rest enforced upon me, I just want to encourage you to make the most of the season that we're in. Use that rest to rest, but also find good things to do. And don't feel guilty because you're having time off just now. So that's my simple encouragement to every one of us is to Take seriously the lifestyle of Jesus to take our time out to rest, to relax, to refresh and to refuel. We all need that. Now I'm going to pray. Lord God, I'm asking you right now to help us to learn from the very life of Jesus himself, your son, our Lord, our saviour, to learn from his life. Those moments that he took himself away from the work, away from the crowd, to be on his own. But more than that, to be with you, Father God. Help us to learn the rhythms of life and the times when we are to rest daily, weekly, annually. Would you give us the ability to find those moments and to find the best way in which we can rest? We're all so different and find different ways of relaxing and resting. So encourage us and help us, Lord. I'm asking especially for those who are really busy right now, would you give them supernatural rest? Rest for their bodies, rest for their minds, rest for their souls, and just envision them and encourage them and renew them for the work that they're doing. Bless them, we pray. Bless each and every one of us, we ask. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Now that's the end of my talk. I'm going to hand over now for our final song of worship together. See you again soon.